Phew, I just flew in from the other side of the world where I had the opportunity to connect with and coach amazing women in Central Asia and Baltic Europe. And you wanna know what I discovered? No matter where you are in the world, all women crave connection and community. And we all need accountability to stay focused on what matters most because we all live in a busy and distracting world filled with endless demands and distractions that can take us off track and leave us wondering why we never seem to see the results that we desire. So that got me thinking, what do women really need to finally change that? To break free from the ways of the world around us and live differently? Simply, focused on who and what matters most to you in this stage of life. We need clarity, intentionality, accountability, and humility. And so, I'm excited to announce, if you haven't already heard, that the doors to the new Simplified Focus membership community are now open. That's where you'll find the resources, coaching, and connection that you crave to live the life that you desire. Because if you could have done it alone, you would have done it already, right? Come join us, and I'll gift you three days for free. Plus, once inside, you'll find two more gifts from me and so much more along with amazing women who also want to intentionally focus on what matters most too. So what are you waiting for? Push pause and go visit lissafiggins.com forward slash join. I'll drop that link in the show notes for you. And I promise it just takes a minute and I guarantee you'll be so glad you did. Hey friend, welcome to the Simplified Focus podcast. I'm your host, Lissa Figgins, founder of the Simplified Focus brand, where we inspire, equip, and empower women like you living in today's crazy world to leave behind the busy, hurry, and more, and lean into a life of rest, purpose, and enough. A life that is simplified. <sighs> Doesn't that feel better already? The solution to an overbusy, overfilled, and overcommitted life is not to try to keep up with all the things but to slow down, to break free from the distractions and simplify your focus around what matters most. Now, I know what you're thinking. What's a girl to do to simplify when she's got so much on her plate? I get it and I got you. Go grab my free resource, the Simplified Focus Roadmap with four steps to clarify your one thing in this season of life. You'll find it at lissafiggins.com forward slash one or click the link in the show notes. We've all got the same 24 hours in the day and want to make them meaningful. So on this episode, I'll share tips and tools to help you choose to do less and live more and create a simplified focus too. Are you ready for it? Good. Let's get started. Hey friend, how you been? I just got to say, I'm seeing prayers answered and miracles unfold all around me, especially as I seek God and what he wants for this podcast and my message and coaching to help women break free from all the things that compete for your attention day after day and simplify your focus around what matters most to you in your current season. And he's been laying it on my heart to speak even more openly about my faith to you, the faith-driven woman who knows she has a bigger purpose that goes beyond what you can see in the here and now. Let me keep leaning into that in prayer and journaling and listening, and I'll circle back to share more in a future episode. Speaking of episodes, it feels like we got a fresh start with episode 76, doesn't it? 
That's when Simplified Focus was laid on my heart to put out into the world. So what episode has made the biggest impact on you so far? Was it 76 where I shared about my journey and you could see yours more clearly too? Or maybe it was 77 where I laid out the Simplified Focus vision and shared the formula for you to write your own vision statement. Or maybe it was 78 where we asked who or what is really designing your life and you realized those shoulda, woulda, couldas have been stronger than the dids. Or perhaps 79 challenged you where we talked about what live more could entail and you started to dream bigger for your life. Or maybe it was 80 where we talked about the four values of simplified focus as pillars and the strength that values in your life would give to what you're building. Or I know it was 81 where I shared three reasons you may not want to listen to me and you realized we're all on this journey together. Or maybe 82 reminded you of the value of community and you decided to engage more in community with others. Insert shameless plug for the Simplified Focus membership community. You can come check it out for free for three days. See the link in the show notes. Or it could have been 83, where we talked about living from cause, not effect, and you decided you were going to be the one that started the cycle. Or maybe it was 84 that inspired you to look ahead at the next 12 weeks to simplify your holidays. We'll come back to the 12-week Simplified Focus system again soon, I promise. Or was it 85, where I gave you permission and you finally accepted that it's okay to focus on you first? Don't worry. I won't go through a list of all the podcast episodes every week. Just as I was planning this one and the ones to come, it was helpful to look back at what we've covered since we started the simplified focus thing. And I want you to know that I've been very intentional, not only about what I share, but when I share it so that we are laying a good foundation to build on. Now you may be interested to know that my plan through episode 100, I cannot wait to celebrate that in a few weeks with you is all in pencil because I want to be open to what God is nudging me to share about and what I'm hearing you talk about. So today's podcast was one of those erased, what was written, shift things down and insert episode 86. Don't just add one more thing. Cause I gotta be honest, this phrase or some iteration of it has come up so many times over the past few months as I've interviewed women in all stages of life. So I knew it was something we needed to talk about over the years. I've heard these words. I can't add fill in the blank to my plate. Like I said, it's not the first time I've heard it. And there's no judgment here because that was me once too. I get it. And I know how you feel. Most recently, it's been around joining my new Simplified Focus membership community. I'll come back to that in a minute. But other times it's been about a health program to lose or maintain weight, a business opportunity to create choices with time and money, a volunteer spot to serve and connect with others, a community to be intentional and accountable to. So I'm curious. What have you heard or said yourself you couldn't add to your plate lately? Do you have one or a few in your head? Good. Now let's start by reframing the fill in the blank statement by looking at the deeper root. Blank is not a priority. Go ahead. Say that statement. Yes. Out loud with the thing that you're saying you can't add to your plate in the blank. Blank is not a priority. How does that feel when you hear it? I mean, how does it really feel? If you say health is not a priority or my faith is not a priority or my family is not a priority, or if it's something that really will add no value to your life, like binging a Netflix series or going on a spending spree or eating an entire carton of ice cream, good for you. You passed the priority test. Don't put it on your plate. But if it is something that would deepen your faith, grow your relationships, accelerate your field of work, increase your finances, contribute to your wellness, or add in more fun in moderation, of course, Are you saying that thing is not a priority? Ouch. Does that make you stop and think too? 
If it's something that will add value to your life and move you closer to the vision that God has given you in one of the seven key areas, remember, I want you to remember this. My husband always says the best time to plant a tree was 30 years ago. And the second best time is today. The same is true in investing in your faith, your family, your friends, your field of work, your finances, your fitness, and your fun. Sure, it may cost you some time, energy, or resources to add it to your plate. We'll get to how to create space in just a minute. But have you ever calculated the cost of not doing it? I mean, really, where will you be 5, 10, 15 years from now if you don't do that thing? Wherever you think you'd be, I guarantee you won't like it. And here's the thing. It will always, I mean always, cost you more time, more money, and more energy down the road, right? Like not making space for healthy meal prep or working out will lead to weight gain and lack of nutrition, which can lead to health issues, which costs you time to drive to the doctor, costs you money to pay for appointments and medications and treatments, costs you peace with stress and anxiety, costs your strife or strain with loved ones, costs you enjoyment of life. When I was a health coach, I used to share the statistic that almost made, that always made people sit up a bit. For every dollar you spend in prevention, you save yourself $9 in reactive measures down the road. That's nearly 10 times. And with the price of inflation, I'm guessing that number has certainly gone up. You can also insert the cost of time or energy too. So have I convinced you? Don't just brush off good things because your plate feels too full. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not telling you to do all the things and run yourself ragged and eventually collapse. What I'm saying is when you hear yourself say or think, I can't add blank to my plate, ask, is that outcome a priority? And more importantly, is that something I need to focus on now? Inside my coaching program, I take you through a proven system to get clear on what matters most to you, not everyone around you in this season, not someday. If you'd like to start that process, you can go grab my simplified focus roadmap with four steps to clarify your one thing. It's at lissafiggins.com forward slash one, or just click the link in the show notes and then keep those other things that come up nearby. Cause after you focus on one, you can always circle back to pick up another one. All that to say, I'm not here to say you should add one more expectation, obligation, or distraction to your long list of should do's. But what you should do when you say your plate is full is to stop and ask these three life-shaping questions. Come back to me if you're multitasking. Okay, ready? Are you ready for them? I'll give you all three and then we'll go through each one. Number one, what is actually on my plate? Number two, what do I truly want on my plate? Number three, what will adding this one thing do to the things on my plate? You got those? Let me read them again for those of you taking notes. Number one, what is actually on my plate? Number two, what do I truly want on my plate? Number three, what will adding this one thing do to the things on my plate? Okay, let's dive into each one. Number one, what's actually on my plate? At the time of this recording, Thanksgiving is just a few weeks away. So I want you to visualize your Thanksgiving plate. If you're like me, there are traditional foods that you may only eat once a year when you gather with your family. So your plate may be fuller than on an ordinary day, right? Pretend you're holding your full plate with no white showing and Aunt Edna is holding the scoop of mashed potatoes and saying, just put it on your plate, honey. But as you survey all the delicious food you've already chosen to put on your plate, you see you have no open space. So you graciously decline. That's not to say you won't go back for seconds, but only after clearing your plate. Here's a free health tip. Since we have a tendency to fill our plates around special occasions and in life, consider using a smaller plate. That way it takes less to fill it and there's less filling you. That tip was free by the way. So in that situation, it's easy to see and communicate that you have a full plate, right? But what about the proverbial plate of life? 
the one you can't hold in your hand and check for open space. It's really hard to do something about what you don't clearly know you have. So get out a piece of paper, draw the biggest circle you can, since that resembles a plate and start to brain dump all the things you can think of that are on your plate. Things you do for your faith, your family, your friends, maybe in your work, your finances, your fitness, your fun. And at this point, remember, there is no judging. So also include that binging or scroll hole or sleeping in or staying up late. Get as much as you can out on your plate, because if you don't recognize it, you can't do anything about it. Now, this step may take you some time, but I promise it'll be worth more than just skipping ahead. I recommend listening through to the end of this episode to get the next two steps. You'll know where you'll go from here. So still under question number one of what's actually on my plate, I want you to notice some patterns. You may want to put symbols or colored circles around things that fall into the same category. This step helps you make more sense of what you dumped out so you can see how it's divided. Now, let me ask you, how does it feel to see your plate? If you're looking at it and you're thinking, wow, I've got tons of space. I challenge you to leave that paper on the kitchen counter and every time you do something, no matter who it's for, write it down. Chances are it is going to fill up quickly. And if you're looking at your plate thinking, oh my word, I have way too much here. Hold on, because this next step will be super important for you. But for now, I want you to look at your plate and I want you to think, how does looking at your plate make you feel? Energized, expectant, excited, or discouraged, distracted, and disheartened? And more importantly, how do you want it to feel? Ready for number two? Question number two, what do I want on my plate? Now comes the fun part. Going back to the food line at Thanksgiving, hopefully you only put the foods on your plate that you truly love, but maybe a few things snuck on from Aunt Edna's spoon or because you didn't want Uncle Jim to feel bad that his contribution was a little undercooked and no one else was taking it. You want to eat food that you find delicious, right? The same is true with what's on your life plate. You only want things on your plate that delight you or lead towards delight, because let's be honest, broccoli may not be at the top of your list of Thanksgiving, but not putting the extra calories in for more mashed potatoes will trump that because it leads to a healthier body, which delights you. Does that make sense? Remember, just because something is offered to you by the busy world around you, the hustle culture, the well-meaning person, doesn't mean you have to add it to your plate. But if you're like most women I meet, there are anywhere from some to a boatload of things in your plate that you don't even want there, right? So let's apply the four D's. If you've been around the podcast for any length of time, most likely you've heard me share these, but for those who are new or need a reminder, let me give you a quick overview. One, delete. What doesn't need to be on your plate at all? These are things that add no value, do not move you towards the vision God has given you for your life and are sucking up precious time, energy, and resources that could be going to what matters. There really is no neutral. So if you're not sure, try crossing it off and seeing how that feels. If you don't miss it, you win. And if you do, well, now you know. You should and need to find some things to delete on your plate. No one I've met, including myself, never has things that if they are removed, the world would not not stop spinning, right? Especially your world. Take a minute to have have fun crossing things off. And don't worry if it looks a little messy. The second D is delegate. What things in your plate would be better on someone else's plate? Now, this is not permission to dump all the things you don't want to do onto someone else's lap. I mean, plate, especially without their permission. This is about thinking about what things are important, but I'm not the only one who can do them. Who might have more skills, abilities, and time to do them? It's interesting to me how one thing can be draining to one person and yet energizing to another. We talked about that in the Focus Made Simple course inside the membership community. So what is it for you? What would be a better fit for that? Sometimes it's a person you pay, 
or maybe you trade, or maybe you gift that task to. And sometimes it could be a system or technology that once you set it up will essentially take over, freeing up space on your plate and giving you peace of mind that it's being taken care of. There's so many things that can fall under this category, especially around the house or in your business if you have one. Meal planning and prep, cleaning, maintenance, emailing, filing, and perhaps you can trade your services to do something they would prefer to delegate. The options are endless. So what can you delegate? Is your plate feeling clearer now? If not, go back to number one and begin again. Delete, then delegate. And then you can move on to number three, delay. You may remember, we've talked about this, that this is not the same as procrastination. And as in like, I know this is important and I need to do it now, but I don't want to, so I'm pretending it's not there. That is no bueno. This is looking at your plate and saying, what would fit better later? And then intentionally putting that thing on your calendar or on a reminder. I'm a big fan of those for a day, a week, a month, a quarter from now. I don't usually recommend a year from now, but sometimes that does make more sense. In doing this step, you are not forgetting that thing, but you're placing it in a spot where it can get your intentional focus in the future and where the things that are currently on your plate can get your focus right now. So what's left as you look at your plate? Are they things that delight you or lead towards what delights you? And don't forget going back to episode 85 that you should be putting yourself on your plate. And if you say your plate is too full, you need to ask, do I believe that I am not a priority? I bet you'll find a way to make space. You can use these four D's as often as you need until it feels the way you want it to feel. And remember, what's on your plate will look different in each season. Right now, I'm a newish empty nester, so my time looks much different than it once did when I had young kids at home. But I remember those days as a busy mom, and I wish I had a system like this to help me thrive instead of just survive, if only. That's why I'm sharing this with you for whatever season of life you're in. So finally, let's get to question number three. How will adding this one thing affect what's on my plate? Now that you can clearly see what's on your plate and you've removed things on your plate, consider that thing again that you said you didn't have space for. What impact will adding this to my plate have on my life? If it's a good thing in this season and it benefits what you've got on there and it will help you do those things even better, go for it, add it. But if it honestly will only take up your precious time, energy, resources, and leave you depleted and distracted, then don't. Asking the question before adding will help you to not have to learn the lesson the hard way, like I have in the past. And another thing I've learned is that even when there are many things on my plate, they can't all have my full focus and attention, or none of them will get enough to really produce the outcome I desire. So I've implemented the one thing concept. Have you heard of that? What's the one thing I can do right now such that it will make the biggest difference in everything else in my life? That may be deepening your faith, investing in your relationships, stepping out in your work, being mindful in your spending, contributing to your wellness, participating in more adventure, or any number of things that fit under each of those categories. You can't do it all well. Believe me, I've tried and I just dropped balls and I finally dropped myself. But you can give your best focus to one, maybe two primary things for a time and really see the outcomes you desire. In fact, our first book club inside the Simplified Focus membership community is The One Thing by Gary Keller. If you want to join us now, you'd be right in time to come join the book club. It's free for members, and I promise it's worth your investment of time and money. So let's circle back to what this has to do with the most recent context in which I've heard the phrase, I can't add blank to my plate. That answer has come in response to asking if resources, coaching, and accountability would help them simplify their focus. Now, don't get me wrong. If you're listening to this and you told me that, I hold no judgment against you. It's just that I kept hearing it over and over again. And so, 
like I try to do with things that come up often, I stop and I notice, and then I lean in further and ask my own questions. Why are so many women saying they don't have bandwidth for what will help them clear their plate? When you think about it, the fact that someone told me their plate is too full is actually a good sign. What? It's an indication that something is not as it should be or as they truly desire and they recognize it. And what I'm offering with the Simplified Focus membership community is exactly what they need to change that. Don't worry, I don't start spouting off all the features and benefits of joining the group. I just ask in return. And is that how you want your life to continue to feel? And how long do you want to sustain that level of overbusy and overfull? And what will your life look like 5, 10, 15 years from now? And will you be glad you kept all those seemingly important things on your plate? The truth is, no. But the problem is that sometimes it feels easier to just keep going in our busy, overcommitted lives than push pause to do the work to simplify. But if that is you, my friend, the one with no space, I promise this is exactly what you should be doing if you feel that your plate is full. Stopping to ask these three questions and then plugging into a system and support to help you implement change that will last, not what will fill your plate right back up with all the things. So I'm going to end this episode with another shameless plug for my new membership community. We're doing an off social where it's distraction, negativity, and judgment free, where you can pop on your app or your laptop and glean wisdom to apply to your life today and give encouragement to others who are choosing to break free from all the things too. I promise if you engage in the posts, the resources, the events, and community, your plate won't be so full and you won't be saying that excuse when something good comes your way. And you'll learn how to say no when you do have space but it's not your best yes to add. Doesn't that sound refreshing? You're going to love it. You can head on over to lissafiggins.com forward slash join and get your first three days free on me. Cause girl, this, my plate is too full thing has got to stop. Or like we said in a previous episode, you might drop. Now, before we go, I had to chuckle because I recorded this podcast with my Bernie sprawled on the rug behind me. I almost made her leave my office so I could shut the door in case something came up. So you wouldn't hear her in the background. But it's like she knows I'm going to shoo her out the door. So she lays there with her head on the floor and just looks at me with those big brown eyes that say, please let me stay. I'll be good. And I've come to recognize that although most of the time she creates more work for me, i.e. shedding and muddy paw prints, there's something about dogs that teach you good life lessons. Here's the thing. Maggie's plate is not full. And when an offer to play, walk, or just go to the other room comes up, she says yes and fully enjoys it because she's not weighed down by obligations, expectations, or distractions. And I'm pretty sure she plans to keep it that way. Love you, Mags. So today, I hope you hear my heart. You don't have to do all the things. Believe that you were created by God for greatness and a purpose. Stop doing and start being. Simplify your focus to do less so you can live more. And friend, I can't wait to see you on the next episode of the Simplified Focus podcast. Friend, thanks for tuning in to the Simplified Focus podcast. I trust this episode inspired and equipped you with practical ways to break free from distractions once and for all, so you can invest your time, resources, and energy in what matters most, because a simplified focus allows you to breathe again, and better yet, to live out your God-given purpose and impact the lives of others. Don't forget to grab your Simplified Focus roadmap to clarify your one thing to focus on in this season of life. You can find the link in the show notes or grab it at lissafiggins.com forward slash one. And may I ask a quick favor before you go? Posting, sharing, and leaving a review on this podcast helps us share the message with more women like you that a simplified life is possible.
So until next time, my friend, remember, simplify your focus to do less so you can live more.